0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question.
2: Alright, oh, hello everybody and welcome to Chelsea Power, the Chelsea version of Touchdown Fracker. Happy New Year's for everyone, thanks for your support. Use the hashtag Fracker if there's any good bits. Um, yeah, so we're back. Um, Meads, what were you saying? uncle How- cool, man. How are you? Good, bro. you fresh off hosting? Yeah how, yeah how did it feel bro that's normal man normal. Course, If
1: you host on this it's
2: pretty much the same thing yeah, for, right, cool yeah. back with Marvin what are you saying Marvin I'm good man I'm good bruv I saw your, you You banged in don't you yes I did <laughs> you got to send me because that new year new me shit man you got to send me your, <laughs> your routine I need, that, I need that I've seen your games bro <laughs> All right. it's cool I'm a qualified PT man oh for Should real I'm... All right, good to have yeah. you on. And then we've got Thomas back. Thomas, what are you saying, bro? Hey,
0: yo, what's good, my bros?
2: Tom, you messaged me straight after the Arsenal match saying you want to be on. So I guess you want to you talk yeah, about Yeah, have got to chat
0: about a few things, innit?
2: All right, cool. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to it. Forward
1: to like it. the uncle at the table, fam. Right, so we've got to discuss.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
1: know
2: All right, cool. All right, so obviously, um, it should have been a happy new year, but then... The Brighton game kind of fucked up my. I don't know if, about you guys, but it kind of messed up my. my the start to the year. So I he guess did. I want to ask you kind of what you thought went wrong or just give us like a kind of roundup of the game. Anyone? Marvin. I'm
1: even. I'm bringing up the lineup again. Just like remind myself we played.
2: <laughs> okay, cool.
1: Pulisic, terrible. Yeah. Um, Midfield was just awful. Eugenio got tired and when he got tired the team slumped down with him Mount was pretty ineffective as well Tammy's decision making. I don't know if you guys remember that chance he passed up yeah. when he should have he should have passed but he should have set it but William, like such an easy set decision making there defence looked shaky Kepper had an amazing amazing game but,
2: but what's just what would you say that is the overarching thing that went wrong for you if there was if there was a big thing that okay it's the
1: same all those seasons it's the clinical nature of the finishing yeah. and chance creation
2: cool uh, that's, that's, you go. thomas what what do you what do you think
0: yeah um I'm gonna kind of echo what marvin is saying here like it is literally about just not having that 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 final third like that reliable final third person we just don't have it just don't have it, then that's why we're losing all of these games. That's that's what it comes down to. So we really need to add quality to um to our forward line. That's that's what it comes down to.
2: Okay, so creation and it means what do you think? What do you, you think?
1: Um, there's a number of things that I thought went wrong with the game, but firstly, I thought Brighton played pretty well. To be perfectly honest, I think mm-hmm. we got out of that game lucky to get a result or lucky to get a draw. Yeah. Mm. I think. Pulisic again. Um, first half for me, completely ineffective. And when he did get the ball, he looked poor. Um, second half, during the half-time break, I was tweeting and I was asking one thing. I just said, Pulisic, if you want to be relatively decent, all you need to do is up your intensity. Mm. Yeah, No mid, no winger, no attacker in general is going to be effective if you're passive. Yeah, You could, you could be the waviest baller in football, but you need to have a certain level of aggression. And Pulisic... Shut up, Marshall, <laughs> he plays with a minimal level of aggression. Is. It's so, infuriating.
2: So, so when you're saying up your intensity, what, what does that translate to on a pitch? Are you saying... So,
1: so... Okay, so with Pulisic, I find that often he tends to hide from the ball. No. Um, I feel like if he thinks that he's up against someone that's relatively physical, he won't want it. He won't want to try and take the person on. Um... He would just tend to go back or try and like dribble to the side, and then get caught with the ball. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he's very good at holding on to the ball. Yeah. Um, his protection of the ball is quite poor, so he, it's kind of easy to kind of dominate him if he's not aggressive. Whereas in the second half, he was turning and facing, well, f- facing his um, his opponent and going at him. Yeah, and I think that's probably where he got for most of his success. He looked a little bit brighter after the break, but still I felt a a change was needed. Um, I felt Mason Mount, mm, again, decision-making. Him
2: him and um, Tammy Tammy Abraham, their their decision-making in that game was poor. I know what you're talking about because there was a time when Tammy should have shot. Obviously, we've talked about it. There was a time Mm -hmm. when Tammy should have passed, but he shot. And there was a time when Mount was the opposite.
1: I I I posed a question on, 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 on the account. I said, look, cool. Tammy, I get it. You want to score, you're a striker, and it's sometimes it's good to be greedy. Mm. However, if you're on a team that doesn't create that many chances, yeah. doesn't create that many openings, you should be doing the right thing. You should be doing the most efficient thing. Yeah. Um, Why do you I, think... I know, maybe it's the goal against Arsenal that yeah. got him thinking, OK, you know what? I'm, I could score against the big guys. Experience I'm going to try and go on a score and run now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that kind of made, And maybe he was starved, because I'm not... We always, I say this on the pod all the time. Like if strikers or attackers are starved, they're generally going to be doing crazy things. Yeah. And generally going to be making poor decisions and yeah. trying to shoot on site.
2: Because that's not like Tammy, is it? Tammy's no, not. No, it's not. It's oh, not.
1: And no. I, I, we say this again. We say this on the pod every single week. If Tammy Abraham isn't getting uh, maybe one successful pullback from William a game, who's creating him anything? <laughs> like I, I looked at that game and I thought, okay, when has Mount created him an opportunity? Mm. When has Pulisic created him an opportunity? There was no no moment, and there was it, not a single moment. And time box, and t- box wingers, bro. Listen, yeah. oh
2: and time and time again after the match, you'll hear Lampard in the press conference saying, "We didn't really create enough. We, we didn't do nothing." So, yeah. so th- my issue with Lampard is, uh, are you really? I don't understand what his kind of plan is for creation. Like I mean, look, so for me, again, I think that New you,
1: York, his biggest problem is he's played two similar wingers on opposite flanks, mm. and that's going to do nothing for you. Um, I don't think William's necessarily a creator. Um, I think he's got the capacity to create, but I don't think he's a consistent creator of chances. I think what he is, generally, William is the type of player who should, for me, be playing in midfield and will be feeding the next guy. That's what I think. Willian is the guy that feeds in the guy that creates chances. I don't so. think he's a chance creator. Do you know what? I I... Think... Wait, where would he Where would he play if he does? If he did that? I'd play, I'd, for me, I'd play in centre mid or centre attacking mid. Mm. Mm. Centre mid, but mm. mainly centre mid. Mm.
2: Those type of players,
1: yeah, I, think, I, yeah. I think he's the type of player that can play comfortably in the David Silver role, actually. Comfy. I get what you're saying. Willian is that type of player that can play there and especially he's got the engine to get about the pitch. Yes. I think if he was to go to Man City tomorrow, he'd play center
2: mid. For me, so I get I get what you're saying because I think William's best skill is actually traveling with the ball. Like Correct. he can he can take the ball yeah. from a starting stand, yeah, like, and he takes it off quick the acceleration. The issue with yeah. William, the reason why I agree with you, he's not really a creator, is because I feel like when it comes to creation, William doesn't really care about the striker. What he cares about right. is getting the ball in. So, like, yes. he doesn't matter oh. about delaying yeah, putting the ball in as long as, OK, I've done my job, I've got it in. And then, like, if you're going to delay putting the ball in, then that ball you put in, for me, has to be fantastic and quality, straight to the right. To if you're going to <clears> delay <throat> it, if you're going to delay it, but then all he cares about is I'm going to stop and start and stop and then the ball's going to go in and do with it what you want. is like, so, yeah. so that's why I agree with you, that like, Williams really, so, go on.
1: I, I, I fully agree. And so when people say, oh, yeah, William created seven chances against Arsenal and stuff, Good chances. Be like, okay, yeah, I, I, fine, cool. But what's the quality of those chances? Because I always, I, I always, I always say, like, look, if you're going to create chances, how good are those chances that you're creating? If you look at Ed and Hazard, yeah, I don't I mentioned Hazard because he is a thing of the past. Imagine mm. he's a legend at the club. He's a thing of the past. I want to kind of focus on the present. But if you look at the quality of chances that Hazard tends to create or tended to create. Mm-hmm. and I don't think Hazard is a prime creator in terms of creating assists Neither I don't do I. think he is we ha- but he still creates a high quality of chances in comparison to William, yeah. in comparison to Mount and Pulisic let's
2: not forget we had the same kind of creation issue last season
1: with it, Hazard with, with,
2: with Hazard so the fact that now we've got Pulisic it's almost like a downgrade the only upgrade That's we have like, even almost though, <laughs> yeah, no, the reason why <laughs> I say almost let me, well, let, me, let, me, let me explain quick there, but the reason why I say almost is because last season we had Hazard scoring goals from right. the left wing. This season, and obviously we had Morata who wasn't scoring goals up time. At least this season we've got a striker that's scoring goals, so right. the goals have been replaced. But obviously we've lost a lot of like ingenuity of Hazard. But like yeah. I said, last season we still had a kind of creation issue. So like, so when the, yeah, and and when when the lineup came out for Brighton. Um, I think there was a lot of kind of to and fro and everybody thought that maybe the three that everyone's talking about, Kovacic, Jorginho, Kante was going to start. But again, he started Mount. And I think it's clear that at this point, Lampard doesn't like to play those three together. Unless I, don't,
1: a, yeah. I don't understand it. Because, I, I, look, the biggest, <laughs> <problem> <laughs> the biggest problem I thought we had mm-hmm. is one, chance creation and two, control. Yeah. In the second half, I think once Jorginho tired, that's it, control was gone. And when you try and introduce Kovacic into the game, where it's quite frantic, comes a problem. His performance for me was one of the worst cameos I've seen in the show. It was shocking. However, do I blame him? Not really. Because getting up to speed, when I swear Brighton were on top. For about 20 minutes, they were on top. So... Again, I think I was just quite... It was just poor from Frank. Um, so, yeah, do you think Frank... Mason Mount should have came off way earlier. You saw it as well. Like, I thought Mount was very, very ineffective that game.
2: I can't even um, remember what he did. I can't remember. Maybe, maybe that's yeah, on no, me. He's, very
1: he just, ineffective. he's been ineffective for so long. Oh, my days. He's now... Oh, come on. Don't say for so long. Against Spurs, that was a stand-up performance of the season. But, for me. But, How many of those does he have? He's not had that many. But yeah. then again, if you think about it, yeah? The entire team... Generally, I can't pull it all down to Mason Mount being poor. I'm not even blaming him entirely, tight- yeah, think- but I'm saying that if we look at him for what he is, what is we're it? not
2: getting much. What is he? Tell me what he is.
1: I said it before, like... <laughs> oh, go and say it. Huh? <laughs> say it. <laughs> what is <do you> <laughs> it? An anti-10. I like it. Anti-10. No, no, no,
2: no, no. Okay, so for everybody that may may not have heard that episode, explain again what you mean by anti-10.
1: So his main role in the team as an attacking player is more defensive than attacking. You're saying he's Oscar. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> 100%. Saying yeah. Basically, Oscar. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's not creating or putting people in winning. I mean, attacking position. It's just making sure he's in good positions to retain the ball or get the ball back.
2: No, but he gets shots off as well. I think <laughs> yeah. apart from shots, the- shots off oh. FC, huh? He gets shots <laughs> off, but it's, it's not translated into goals like that. Now, the thing is, with when the lineup came out and I saw it, and I've been seeing the same kind of. When I see the lineup and I see William, Mount, Pulisic, Tammy, that doesn't really install much hope for me in terms of goals. Now, when Pulisic scored them five goals, he had some leeway in the bank, and that's why people haven't been. I feel like that's why people haven't been getting onto him. But he hasn't scored or looked threatening in a long time. I know he had a couple of shots, but again, they were. They're all, like, dragged wide. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, for me... Uh, uh, so, so the Pulisic
1: thing yeah. look, he has been disappointing. People need to at least be honest with the fact that for £60 million, um, for him getting a run in the side, for his output, he's been disappointing. Has he been incredibly poor? No, I wouldn't say so. But has he been disappointing to the point that you've not even been better than William? <laughs> I think that says a lot. <laughs> I genuinely think that says a lot, genuinely. And you're playing in your preferred position. I would People say, "Oh, he should play ten. He should play 10. Hell no, no. I don't think so. Hell no. Jesus Christy, God. Exactly. I don't think so. I think that'd be terrible. And I think that'd be terrible for him as well because I think out wide you get way more space to operate. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, <laughs> him
1: playing in the mid. Him playing yeah. at a ten. I think he'll be suffocated, especially in this league as well. When he, you just get pampered, he's you've already finding physical find it, capacity, and he's already pace works. Really see, well. If you haven't the physical capacity to deal with the press and deal with opponents getting onto you, suck into you, you're in trouble. He's in big, big trouble, <laughs> and especially if you have not got aggression in your game, yeah. you're in trouble. So people saying, "Oh, if you play ten ahead of mouth, boy, I, you know what? I want to see it. I want to see it, mm. just so that they can recognise that. Okay, you know what? Yeah, this ain't Germany. We're gonna have." acres of space to turn and operate. No. In this league, even the best tens get pressed to death. So, so, nah. so, did you guys hear to about the, the, the... To the point that a ten is even redundant in the game. Yeah, I was just There's about no to say bro. that. Like, There's like, no ten. Like, in the game anymore so, like I'm that. Just, yeah. yeah. Did you guys yeah. see,
2: um, they asked Pulisic about the fact that Chelsea want to buy attackers. Um, what, and, did and what did he say? What did he say? So, what, he said that, yeah, I guess we need more cutting edge and I guess that I can do better in that. So I feel like even he realises, okay, cool. Damn. Do,
1: do you know what? It's so crazy. Like, we got a lot of stick here for saying the obvious <laughs> and stated facts. Like, if Pulisic can come out and say, okay, you know what, yeah, we need more cutting edge and to be fair, I could do better in that regard. We said that from the beginning. He's even admitted it. How are we getting criticism for it? If man said that himself, oh, I could be doing better in that regard, that means he knows he could be doing better. Yeah. If you are setting minimal expectations for a good player, or a supposed good player, that says a, a lot about what you think of him, really, than but, us. But me, if you we not- are saying, okay, you know what, politics should be doing this, he should be trying to score more, should be more aggressive. If we're saying that and we're saying, okay, if he's more a bit more aggressive, we're be a better player, then and you're saying, no, 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 he's fine doing what he's doing, and what he's doing is niche, then that clearly means you don't rate him that high.
2: But, but do you know what I mean? A lot of people get on us, like English Chelsea fans, um, the wider <laughs> ones saying that, all right, cool. Maybe Pulisic isn't doing great, but he they say that he's a better option than Hudson.
1: OK. No,
2: no. Or who says it that? Just, Thomas?
1: Uh, You know what? All right. So, in regards to that, see the thing is, yeah. I, you know what? I think, yeah, we should kind of take some responsibility for this, the Hudson and Pulisic debate. And I, I wanna say, I'm gonna say this for this reason because I don't think they were pitted up against each other when he signed. So remember when he signed, or maybe they've just changed the argument. Because remember when he signed Pulisic, and Hudson still hadn't signed his contract, Mm. and they were like, oh, and a lot of us were like, oh, you know what? This could be an issue because Hudson's going to be like, "Why? okay, you signed Pulisic, why Why should I sign? Mm. Why should I sign New Deal? And then everyone's like, oh, oh no, but um, Pulisic could play on the right and Hudson will play on the left, blah, blah, blah. Now it's, oh, Pulisic is better than Hudson. Pulisic is better than Hudson. The arguments shifted. And what I find is the fact that, one, for certain, people are completely ignoring the fact that Hudson's been in, his injury and the severity of his injury. To to, to the point that Lampard has come out, backed him and said, no, this injury is serious and it will take him time and I'm going to persist. He's backed him, right? Two, the Hudson contract situation. People have been so disingenuous, it's disgusting, yeah? The moment he signed the contract, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, he shouldn't have taken so long to sign it. He own you now. But but before he signed that contract, you were begging for him to stay. What because difference. you understood why he wants to leave. You understood that Sari wasn't going to play him. You understood, you fully understood that, okay, Sari's not playing him regardless of whether he's playing well in the cameos, regardless if he's playing one well in the Europa League, he's going to play the same players that are disappointed week in, week out. So there is a lack of consistency um, with the Hudson debate, completely. So it's making me start to question the... The, the sincerity and the honesty Animative. of a lot of people's counts, shouts because it's so inconsistent, you have to start questioning if it's actually valid anymore. There's no sincerity if you behind think Hudson's un- underperforming. That's fine, I get it because he's not sharp, he's not playing his best football. He doesn't look like he's close to what he was last season. But cool, if you if, if you want to accept, you can accept that. But saying that he's been absolutely terrible, yeah. yeah. Is, especially against Brighton is a lie against Arsenal is a lie so look I think here we have been very, very critical and fair when it comes to Hudson his performances have been criticised when they've been bad and his performances when they've been look promising and bright you say they are promising and bright. It's not right to say if a player has been okay for him to, for you to say he's, he's been rubbish. It's terrible. In my opinion,
2: it's poor. So, it's so poor. But means, do you feel like off the body of these performances, Hudson should be playing over Pulisic? And I guess that goes out to all of you guys as well. Do I think...
1: I think, personally, I think Hudson looks a lot more dangerous than Pulisic. I feel like... Just like when he came on, he was getting off way more shots than Pulisic. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what in twenty-five minutes he got four shots. In sixty-five minutes, Pulisic had and come on. He just looked way more. He looked for me. He looked way more dangerous. And the worst thing is, people were saying about the sitter inverted commas sitter. Yeah. First of all, they call call that chance a sitter. Crazy. If if he scored that goal and it went top corner. Crazy. It would be a fantastic finish. Mm. Not a normal finish. Not a good finish. It would be a fantastic finish. If, and again, a lot of people came into criticism of Hudson's finishing anyway. So if he fin- if he did a if he hit the target, people would say, oh, he should score there. No, no, it would be a fantastic goal. If he scores that bottom corner, top corner, you're thinking that is a finish. That is a finish. And it's not like he. Just know, close to us.
2: It was quite close.
1: So I'm just thinking, what? What is this? Like, it's just so. You strange. know what it is?
2: I think. Do you know what it is? It's at this point. At that point, we needed the goal. And because yes. so, it was so close, they put everything yeah. on it.
1: Then it amplifies the emotions it of the fans. Thomas, yeah, that's exactly I, agree. I agree. I think. I think the height of the emotion of that game, where you're thinking, you know what, we are actually under the cosh here, and they had a chance to cap. He had a chance to smash and grab it, yeah. but he didn't take it. But to say that it's a, it's a sitter, up is just so disingenuous. It just makes you not we want to debate about the game anymore. Because it's like, what are you watching?
2: Really and truly, if you watch the chance and the opportunity, you're thinking, how's that sit-up? What, what do you guys How- think? Thomas, Thomas, what do you think? Do you feel like um, Pulisic over Hudson? Do you, and what do you think about Hudson's performance when he came on?
0: Um, I thought Hudson was actually quite positive when he came on. Like, he brings that aggression that Pulisic doesn't bring yeah. um, to, to our game, essentially. So, obviously, like, Pulisic was essentially ghosting for 65 minutes, in my opinion. Wow. Hato came on, and we look like more of a threat going forward. Like, the thing with Hutton Doy is, obviously, um, like, people have to remember this guy is coming from a big injury. Like, that seems to be forgotten all the time. He's just coming back from a big injury. Has he had three consecutive games in a row now nah. oh. he hasn't he hasn't even had like time to get into form he hasn't even had time to get himself to like you know back to the top of his game like the levels that we were seeing at the end of last season that's what we're waiting for like we, need, we We just need to be patient with him that's what it that, is
1: that being but that being said he hasn't had that one of um games yeah but in the games where he has featured he has not looked great in certain games so, it's difficult. The game against Southampton, he looked very, very poor. Um, is that the one that he had to assist? Oh,
2: you talking about the recent
1: game? What, no, the recent game. The recent okay, game. Okay. No, 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 no. Not the not the one where he was at um, there at their place okay. at, at the bridge. He was poor. Um, but what was it? A couple? Was it last week? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was poor. He wasn't good at all. Um, is that potentially because of how the team played and the structure of the team? Possibly. There's a lot of that. there's a Pot lot of very varying factors that affect um it it, it, could, it could be it could be down to tactics. It could be a number of reasons, but for me it's if you're being objective and you look at what he produced, he wasn't good. But how many performers that day played well? Zero. A big fat zero. Everyone was terrible, but Hudson, the nineteen year old who just got back from an injury who just signed a new contract mm-hmm. is the one that's getting the stick. It is strange. It's absolutely strange. Is he even the highest paid player in the club? Nowhere near it. He's probably on the same amount of money as Pulisic. Less money than William. Less money. Like, I, Wait, do the mean, mean, what? The level of criticism that he has for what he is is mental. Wait, what's Pulisic on? i is about the same. One twenty. Yeah, yeah, must yeah. must be must be must be around the same. The must same be. money. He signed well, it for sixty mil, innit? So yes, I'm just like politics. Got a signing on fee. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. The level of criticism to the actual player that he is is crazy. Did Morata get this level of criticism? Yeah. Um. When his form dipped. No, he didn't. He, he only like, got it. He he Morata only started getting real criticism well, last, season. last season. Last season. So how are you, extend, how are you more, um, you're, you're, less, you're less rash to, to jump on a 64, 65 million pound striker whose job is to score goals, who goes on barrel runs of about 20 games without scoring a goal. You're, 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 less, you're, you're less hesitant to, to jump on his back, but you're quick to jump on the 19-year-old winger that's come from the academy and just re, just coming back from an injury. Yeah, so, it's, yeah it's, for me, it's weird. Yeah, it's, you it's know it, what I mean, I,
0: it, I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah, just to add to that as well, on. like, people, people need to remember that this guy, like, obviously, he was he was essentially sorting out his own contract, and what he's done, in my opinion, he's made Chelsea more attractive with this whole contract that, that we've gone through. He, he stuck to his guns and he made sure, listen, like, mm-hmm. The academy needs to come
2: through. Essentially, Hudson Odoi was carrying the academy on his back yeah. when he was. Uh... I hear you because if it wasn't for <laughs> sorry, yeah, if it, if it wasn't for him doing that, maybe sorry would still be here. One of the reasons Perhaps, why Marina exactly. said one of the reasons why Marina said that actually he can't stay <laughs> is that a number of players would leave if he did stay. However, what the other part of the argument will say, or the other end. What they'd say is that he held the club to ransom. They would say that... That's um, rubbish. Yeah. So like, well, I think a lot of these people are deep in Sari's ass. I'm not going to lie. And they hate the fact that he got sacked. And Sari was the one saying that Hudson-Odoi is a young player and there'll be a lot of pressure exactly. if he starts him week in, week out. Um, but don't forget, I think people don't understand. We wasn't asking for Hudson I to be starting week in, yeah. week out. Like, he wasn't even getting. He was our best player in pre season, and he didn't get a single minute until like February or March. He he
1: didn't get a single start in the Premier League until March.
2: Yeah, yeah. But what they'll say is that they feel like he held the club to ransom. And what I've seen is they're saying that they're going to make it hell for him um, unless he performs like the 120 or 180, I'm not sure which one it is, player that he is.
1: 120 rising to 180. Yeah. Well, to be fair. with, with that, yeah, so again, this is why I say a lot of these are hypocrites, because not even, I think you get, you with Hudson, I think he's got two sides of the hate, right? So I think he's got the uh, the typical Chelsea fan that isn't the sorry cultists, in my opinion, that are unhappy with the fact that a young player has got a new contract of 120k a week yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I also think that there is the other side, which is the Sari cultists that obviously love Sari for whatever reason. Um, and because Hudson's stance of, if you're not going to play me, I want to leave.
2: Got him out of there.
1: Got him out of there. They're going to hold something against him. They're holding it against him. So they're going to criticise him whatever he does. Yeah. Every day, so I think it's a combination of the two. I don't think it's one section or one fraction or the other. I think there's a combination of the two.
2: But can yeah. you can you imagine being an eighteen, nineteen year old having decided okay. to commit for five years to this club, and then seeing all this stuff? We've seen it in the athletic. Apparently, he's seeing the stuff. Yeah, on
1: social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's out of confidence, yeah. and it's affecting his morale. Like, oh, look, you know, know man, how awful that is? He, this is why Lamb is trying to protect him. That's why Lampard
0: so, is trying to
1: protect him, obviously. He's 19 years of age, yeah? Growing up in the social media world. Pretty much most of his life is on social media. Most of his life is on YouTube. I remember seeing a 15-year-old the boy doing skills, posting it onto YouTube. I, this is him. So everything that you say about him, he will He's going to see it. He's going to see it. He's not going to... You can't help it because he was born into this age. He was born into... 2000 he's literally born in in this age right on social media hypercriticism. he will see it so of course it's gonna affect him a million percent he's a confidence player he is a confidence player like, and everyone yeah even from last season when he didn't sign the contract everyone was still chanting and cheering his name because they wanted him to stay yeah and he was performing and yeah. he was performing he was performing without Tottenham away now I now I now I look at things and I think well maybe he's kind of regretting the fact that he signed again. That's, maybe that's he's what I think. That's what I th- think. For me, I think he's regretting. It. But I think he's regretting it. because for me, right. I genuinely believe that he get far more patience, far more patience at Bayern Munich yeah. than he has got from his, the, the respective fans here, million yeah. percent. Because players over there would understand the fact that he's come back from an injury. They understand that they've signed they've signed a player with potential, not a world beater right now. Have they you heard what was happening that? to Kai Havertz? Oh yeah, yeah, Kai Havertz. Uh, oh. fam, they're pamming that guy out, you know, like the oh, wow. He is, but like, have you seen his season so far? It's not been great. It's yeah, but they're, they're not it's a you. young player. Like, what? Yeah, it's a young player. <laughs> That could
2: happen to Hudson. But, yeah, he, yeah, he's, yeah. Even, he's from their club. I get, I get. Yeah. No, he's, he's from the academy. Didn't, didn't, didn't he, they buy him? Can I have, have I think they bought him. They bought him, but... No. But, no. Okay, but what I'm saying is, I don't know. For me, I back Hudson. Going to Germany, I've seen Reese Nelson do well there. I've seen Sancho do well. I feel like it's this... That he's not among the Chelsea fans um, that obviously hated him for the fact that he didn't... So, and a contract or handing in a transfer request, like so. I feel like he would've had a lot more space to breathe and to I be agree. himself. I feel oh, yeah, like absolutely. I feel like at Chelsea, because Lampard has this whole "you have to work hard" this hard stance. You have to work hard or you're out. And I think he tried to show Hudson tough love by dropping him because I don't. That, feel, I don't. Yeah, because I don't. Back, yeah, it's backfire. One, one, well, one second, one, one second, damaging. one second, one second. I feel like the reason why I thought. He because Hudson is a confident guy, I feel like he thought that he could take dropping him that early because I think that like he was thinking this is gonna to be tough love. It's gonna inspire him to be better. But actually what it's done is Hudson obviously Pulisic scored a couple of goals, which has kept him in. But if we if we kinda of compare it, actually Pulisic has gone on a longer run with like mediocre form than Hudson did before he got yes. dropped. So I feel like at this point, um if I'm looking at it, if Hudson's at Bayern Munich, he'd probably get a lot more starts. And I think the only way that Hudson can turn his form around is with consistent game time. However, he's not getting that. So when, when, yeah. Me- when Mead says, actually, he thinks he's regretting it, I, I, I completely agree.
1: Like, I think, I don't, the the, the thing good. is with the, the with the Lampard situation as well, I genuinely believe that he, he regrets how he spoke of Hudson earlier in the season. Um, because, yeah, like you said, Dan, Carlton is a strong character. Don't get it twisted, despite the fact that he you know is. he's read social media yeah. and it's affecting him. He's a strong character, and I trust him to come through the other side a million percent because yeah. it's just the type of person he is. However, when you are coming back from injury, you are genuinely far less confident in yourself, in what you can yeah. do, in your body. Mentally, you're far less confident. So, at that moment, where he's in decent form, he had one bad performance against um, Ajax, which wasn't even a bad performance. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. He was good, but his lack of his poor finishing and his, well, I guess, poor production in the final third, that's where he let himself down. But I think everything else, the general play looked decent.
2: Yeah.
1: It looked decent. Until I think in the last, well, I want to say last, before Pulisic came on, I think he just lost himself. In the middle of the pitch, he tried to do a 360, lost yeah. the ball. That, and I think his head was just gone at that moment. Yeah. Um, but the overall performance, he was okay. For me, he looked yeah. threatening, looked dangerous. And if anyone was going to score, it looked like it was going to come from him. Really and truly, in the first half, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just to add to that
0: as well, sorry, uh, Leeds. Um, I think hudson has only played like 400 minutes in the Premier League this season.
2: That's literally
0: less than five games. So, (laughs) you know, like that's coming off the bench. Like how is he? how how much time has he actually had to
2: make that impact? Well, this is what I'm saying. It's not really in his hands and we see it with a lot of kind of bench players. They don't really have it in their hands to take. So even with Pulisic, when Hudson was playing, it was difficult (laughs) for Pulisic to win back his spot until I think that one game he came after. But until he kind of... Does something like if he scored that goal, um, it was I think it was yeah, whiskers. So it was close. Next game. Yeah, but until that happens, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough go for him. Um but I
1: believe he's gonna get his moment though.
2: Yeah, 100. Like,
1: he's getting better each game. But yeah. the thing I wanted to say earlier about Lampard is that I didn't like the way Lampard spoke about Hudson when he was doing well. You know, Hudson had that purple patch when he just came back with yeah. his goal assist, his goal assist. Yeah, but every time. Lampard came back in the press conference and they were asking him about like how Hudson's doing, like, how do you feel about his performances? Do more. He was just like, do more, like, let's not do, do. And I, I feel like I understand what he was doing, but it was like the complete wrong way to go about it, which has now kind of amplified the way people are perceiving his actions at present now, where Lampard's kind of trying to undo the negative, the kind of like subdued nature of the way he spoke about him in the past. Yeah. Because now it's just like, I uh, don't expect too much from him. We obviously understand the severity of his injury. These are the kind of things, he should have been saying. As a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, at the time of when he was doing yeah. well, it was just like, these are things that happened. But he was just like, oh, he needs to do this more. He needs to do this. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. lambasting him. But do you know what it
2: was? Like I said, I, I'm, I'm sure Meese is going to echo it too. So I, Lampard has come out and said, he feels like he was too harsh. So, um, I think it was just that coming back from the injury he started so well that Lampard thought okay he's ready for like that kind of tough love type of thing yeah. where he wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't at all, and so now his confidence is bruised. the fact that he's been out as well people I feel like people are doubting him severely doubting his um, confidence he's kind of his quality sorry he's kind of doubting himself um so yeah it's a tough it's a tough thing, but I, like my um, comment I think it was thomas said it, I back him as well. But like, back to the Brighton game, I know because we kind of dovetailed off, but um, um, Kante um, has been getting stick as well, because a lot of people have been kind of doing the maths, and it, yeah. we've had. I don't think we've won two games in a row since the last international break, break which is basically since Kante's come back. Yeah. So the whole thing is, I know we've touched on the midfield a little bit, but what are you guys' thoughts on the midfield? Do, a lot of people are calling for Kante to be dropped and for Kovar and, and Jorginho to be reinstated. Before this game, a lot of people were saying, you got to drop Jorginho. Then obviously the Arsenal match happened and Jorginho kind of showed some worth. So, I mean, I want to get your thoughts on the midfield situation. Um, All
1: right, so, again, Dan, we've, we've done this podcast for a number of weeks now. Um, and again, I feel like we've been fairly consistent on our midfield comp- composition. Comp- composition. Um, we've been very, very consistent in regards to the four three three and the four two three one. We've been very, very consistent on that. We recognize very early on that the double pivot is a big problem. I think even when you're looking at the games in which Jorginho and Kovacic played well, I'd say in terms of stability, it only really came, the, the stable performances generally came when we played the four uh, 3 4 3 and there was Kovacic and Jorginho there, and that's because there was a spare man sweeping up just in case anything elapsed and we had the PNP back for, back three. Yeah, when it was the 4 2 3 1 and Kovacic and Jorginho played, everyone and I repeat, everyone was saying, Oh, we can't wait to get Kante back mm-hmm. because we look so fragile in the middle of the pitch. Why? Because Mason Mount's playing number 10, Mason Mount is pressing right up against with Tammy, and we are exposed to midfield. If you play against a three-man midfield, we are getting popped. It happened against um, Leicester, it happened against Sheffield United. We got popped in those games with, those midf- with that midfield as a result of our midfield composition. So people, again, it's the revisionism that I really dislike. I, despite the fact we went on a decent winning run before Kante went not all the games were convincing one two stability wise in the midfield was an issue and it's always been an issue when you played the 4 2 it's always been an issue so people are just changing the narrative and when we did again even in that winning run it was never a 4 3 one because Mason Mount was playing left midfield in a number of those games yeah. So it's just, and Ross Barkley as well. So I'm just like, nah, people are just being so inconsistent in what they're saying. It's they boring. So boring. For- The thing with the formation, yeah. I agree with what you're saying, Meets. like the two, for the two of them to work, Kojo, for that to be a, a factor and for us to win, mm. there needs to be that sweeper. Someone needs to sit or be able to come in if it bypasses those two. If we are playing the four three three, play the brothers together. No one is asking for any more, any less. Just bring them, all three of them: Kovacic, Jorginho, Kante. I don't know why Lampard has like a vendetta against these brothers linking up, but they look incredible. So, what would you say on- though?
2: What would you say though? Because obviously, Mount came off when we was winning, and Kovacic came on. I guess to try to secure the game. And then I feel like a lot of people were saying that the game turned and Brighton came more onto us. Um, yeah,
1: because Kovacic was a red, a red card on the pitch. I've never seen a performance like that. That was so bad. Like, just, but that's a freak perform. We can't really compare that because Kovacic has never performed like that this season. So it's, it's tough to use that as a. a Basis of analysis. Yeah, to say it, doesn't it looked, work. It, looked a, it looked like an off game for him, but at the same time, I think that was just generally how it was being managed the whole game. I think Kovacic didn't need to. I think Kovacic coming on at that point was always going to be a bad decision. But then at the same time, if he stayed on, if he stay, if he didn't come on, I think the goal was coming anyway.
2: Yeah,
1: it was. It was building momentum. So people. Got, People are ignoring the, what was right in front of them. That goal was coming. And I was saying it minutes before cover even came on. I said, look, we need a second now. Otherwise, a well, goal is
2: coming. That's, that's why he made this up. There was exactly. already mounting the pressure. Um, exactly. Thomas, What what's your thoughts on it?
0: Um, I think we're missing like a very, very big profile in the squad. Like, we're missing that defensive midfielder. Someone like... Um, let me think, like John Obi Mikel, someone that you bring on to close down the game. Because you can't play over there, you can't play Kante there. The only DM that we actually have is Jorginho.
2: So but what what game we, was it that Jorginho came on and we and we did what we kinda closed out the game? Um, I can't remember. Us, what. Oh
1: not us, we changed again. What game did you yeah. close, uh, close out? On?
2: Oh, oh yeah, again. sorry, so so I think it was the Spurs game. So you remember we was winning. Um we started oh, with a double yeah, double yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then yeah, so he's done that well and obviously in Arsenal again we lost control and so like Jorginho does give us control. So Thomas, what are you saying? What would you what
0: I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying, I'm saying we are lacking a different pro, pro profile in our squad. So Jorginho is all well and good if you wanna have more control in midfield. Yeah. But when you want to close down games, you need a defensive midfielder like, I don't know, someone like, a more current example is someone like Wilfred Ndidi, something
2: like that. OK. Yeah, I, OK, yeah. I guess with me, I kind of see Mikel as someone that would come on and then help us gain control as well. I feel like they're very similar in that aspect. But it's cool if you disagree. But um, so a lot of people are saying, obviously, I think I was saying, a lot of people are saying drop Kante. So are, are you guys saying... Fr- all, all three of you, you prefer the four three three with Kovacic, Kante and Jorginho?
1: It depends on the opposition.
2: No, no, no. Who said depends on the opposition? Marvin. OK. And so what, what's your default if it is um, smaller opposition? Like if it's Brighton?
1: four three three.
2: Yeah, with who? With the three of them. OK. And so what, what opposition are you not playing the three of them?
1: Not again, it depends on the shape of the opposition. If it's a big game... So what he did against oh, Spurs, something like that. Obviously, he made a mistake by doing the same thing as Arsenal, but they don't match up the same in terms of expansiveness.
2: Okay, okay so, so
1: that, that was an error. So, so, you, so, so you, really in the bigger games it depends on your position. But if we are at home, especially, and we are looking to be on the front foot, play the four three three is the most attacking formation, most okay. dynamic, and most conducive for creating. So what
2: circumstances jumps. do we play the I was say...
1: I was going to say one thing because yes. when people say, oh, well," even not even just people. When I look at Lampard, yeah, his idea is to have Mason Mount up close to Tammy and be more threatening because our wide players offer no goal threat, which we we've noticed for a long time. Um, so, in doing so. I still don't believe we're creative. As much as that might be an offensive formation for him, we're not. I look at it and I think we are far less creative. Far less creative when we play the four, two, three, one. We barely create chances. That's a rubbish. I don't know why we play. There's plenty of, there's plenty of examples where Chelsea are playing four three three and it look so threatening. Against I guess, guess against Liverpool, yeah, and this is where we dominated the ball as well. Mm. We had so many chances. Again, did we play Man City? we played play 4 three, 3 Yeah, we
2: played a 4 3 against yeah, yeah. Man City.
1: We had their chances. Yeah, pumped. Oh, it's
2: so It's beautiful.
1: So I just look at and I think, Lampard, what are you What are you doing? Right. Yeah. I, I think, think his preferred formation is 4 3 one maybe, get Mount I maybe, swear down. No, 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 no. But I, if it was, then you'd put Mount left. Wing. Right, Like No, world No, his best performance would come from left wing. Mount? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His best performance would come from left wing. For sure, for sure.
0: Yeah. Even like, I think I think we're also missing um Loftus Cheek big time, and obviously he's had a big injury as well. So how long is it going to take for him to come back like into into that form that he was at the end of the season last last season before his injury? Okay. Because um, he's
1: not he's not going to be back fit and. Um... This season, yeah. I'm, I'm giving him the season off, man. I just yeah, let, same, him, same, let him same. get, let him readjust. alright okay,
2: guys. On. We've kind of vented about the, the negatives about the Brighton game, but I feel like one overriding positive was Reece James. Um, nah, that um,
1: two He always is. Okay. He always is. Okay. Well, means what was
2: this? What was your second one? We'll, we'll come to uh, Reece
1: James. Reece James obviously was fantastic again, physically dominant. Uh, I just looked at him. He's so yeah,
0: scary he's, at his age, bro. I want yeah, like, see speaking. how he floored that six or
1: seven guy. I watched him thinking, yeah, this guy is it. Like you look yes. at him, and think, yeah, this shoe's it. Like he can shift it, You can pop, he can pop it. Comfy, he barely loses the ball. He retains the ball well. Like strong, like you can't bypass him. Like you, you, you just press onto you. Like he's quick. He's, yeah, he's top top draw. Another positive. And, yeah, you see, this is what we call consistent and, um, you know, fair reporting. Kepo! He's a blag. Hey! Kepo, he's a belaga. <laughs> Listen, he was, he, look, without him, we're shipping for that, day. He was brilliant. Yeah, like, he did have a good save. day. And they weren't even just, like, just basic stops. They were top-quality saves. I think it was the one from, who's that guy, um, Azarte? or something like that, that was was wait was it the one where he palmed it or was it the one with the feet with a that was a bad boy sir. yeah yeah that, yeah that was
0: that was the best one no the
1: best. Way. and then there was one where he palmed it right it it was was palmed like, it was that the, the one the bit about it was that he got it he got it and got it out like the guy That's was awesome. right in front yeah. of him yeah, yeah yeah quality he was, he was quality you know I, you I'm not his biggest fan by any stretch I still think <laughs> he's got soft hands <laughs> I still think he got soft hands but credit where it's due it was a it was like he made top class saves, and you have to give him his props on that. Still, those are the only positives I saw from the game. Really, truly him. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: What a, Dan? I was gonna say. Um, so you guys saw that goal um, uh, that Brighton obviously scored to equalise. Yeah. Do you yeah. think like Keppa could have done a bit better to
1: like? Uh, so with that, yeah, I, I know a lot of people tried to get onto him about not diving, but. That was an unbelievable It shot. was so far in corner. The right in the corner. Like, it's yeah, unsavable. Yeah. That was an unsavable shot. And you don't even expect that. It's it's not like so, do you know why it was so unsavable as well? It's because Keppa tends to die for most things. He just doesn't really get there because he's not really that good. But, okay. this <laughs> one, yeah. This, look, you expect, he thought I was getting wide because that's how tight in the corner it went. Like, it, if, if he dived, it would have been, obviously, if he didn't get there, it's like, okay, fine. But, the fact he didn't die is making people think, oh, like you didn't even put no effort into it. But that was an unbelievable goal, unbelievable, stunning. So, yeah, I don't have any. I'm not gonna put any. You, can't, you can't say much about it, man. It's just like you've just got to give credit, man. Yeah, I I don't here. anyone. I think everyone did their jobs defensively there as well. Like, what you do? Like, I, I try to fault. I try to fault the goal, but. You can't. Sometimes you have to just let it go. And you think, yeah, you know what? That was a great goal. And to be fair, you deserved it anyway. So, That's it, what I'm saying. If it wasn't coming then, something yeah, was happening. The tide changed. Like, Yeah, it was deserved. It was deserved. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. All right, fair enough. Okay, so do you guys want to quickly wrap, talk about the Arsenal game? Do you want to go on transfers?
1: Oh, well, like a quick a quick one. Um, I felt that... No, I wouldn't say that Paul got it wrong though. I know Marvel's saying that he got it wrong because um Arsenal are a different proposition to to Spurs, but I felt like had he gone into the game in a different formation, um, and, and a different ideal to the game that he um went into Spurs with, I think Spurs he lined up perfectly. I had no complaints other than Alonso, but at the same time, Alonso is kind of way more suited to a three-back a three. So I I didn't have that many complaints. I would have played Rich James over sp because I always will. Um, but tactically, got that absolutely spot on to the point that Jose changed his formation at half-time and still couldn't deal with it. He got his... Yeah, Lampard sensational. Chelsea that day, sensational. So if he went into the Arsenal game with different formation, people would have said, ah, oh, what are you doing? And if, if it went the same way as the first 30 minutes did... People would have been like, look, C-Lampard, you should have played the 3-4-3. You should have done that. You should have changed it. Meeds, but yeah, me. There, was the but,
2: su- there was the Southampton game in, in between, remember?
1: Yeah. And different. We- no, it's different. It's yeah. different. And I say it's different because, look, against Southampton, you are supposed to be the progressive side. 3-4-3 for me is still more offensive than um, oh, 4-2-3-1 because you've got the lateral um, wing-backs that are actually trying to be the attackers what I think he got wrong is not necessarily the tactics but the personnel
2: are you talking, about, think for Southampton, well. are you talking about for Southampton or for Arsenal
1: South- Southampton game the Southampton game he got wrong in terms of personnel okay, I don't what, think what
2: he, personnel should, it, should he have played
1: Emerson should have played left wing back Reese James if he was fit should have played right wing back I don't think he, I'm not sure if he was fit I think I he got think injured he was fit he was fit He should have played. He got injured at Arsenal, I think. I think in a warm-up, I think. Um, If not, I would have played Lamptey because you need pace, you need aggression in your full-backs or your wing-backs to allow space and create space for your wingers. The wingers didn't get any space. They got nothing, no support. Um, So that's what I would have done. I think you got the personnel wrong. I think um, also Jorginho and Kante, for me, wrong composition. I wouldn't have done it. I would have played Jorginho and Kovacic that game, but Kovacic was suspended. So, I, yeah, I remember so Kovacic was suspended yeah, for the Southampton Yeah, game. he was. Suspended. So we we're missing, we we're missing him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what how else. Yeah, that midfield. I guess I would have played it the same because Kovacic was missing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe if I was being super wild wow, and wacky, I would have played Mason Mount there with, Kovac- uh, with Jorginho or Kante. Okay.
2: Um, alright so what, with Arsenal then you're saying yeah. that he got it right
1: yeah I think he got it right why I think the, the first, the first like, because he did but you think he started right yeah I think he started that game so personally speaking I wouldn't I had no complaints with his ideal. I had no complaints with what he was going to try and do. I thought he was going to approach the game in a similar fashion to how we approached it against Spurs and I thought
2: that was fine. And so Marvin, Marvin, quickly, Marvin, when you said that only specific teams, what are you talking about Is the specific team that we should play 3-4-3 against? Why why should we play against Spurs and not Arsenal? Because as Mises is saying, he feels like it's a big game. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so what makes Spurs different from Arsenal that we shouldn't have played 3-4-3? <laughs>
1: It's the personnel more than the actual formation we're playing against in this Arsenal's scenario. So they had
2: Reese Nelson and Aubameyang pushing out on the wings, mm-hmm. exploiting space. Did he know that? Though? Lamp- did he know that he was huh? going to have... Did he, he didn't know that. Lampard I'm, didn't I'm know. saying
1: that in hindsight. Okay. So I'm not saying that he would have known this. But I'm saying looking on reflection... This was the wrong formation to play,
2: right? But then Lampard's there's no way Lampard knows that Arteta. is I'm not do saying that. he knows, okay, cool. But okay. I'm just saying
1: that seeing this now, this was the wrong. That's all I'm, I'm saying in okay, hindsight. But this is the wrong enough. thing to and, play, but, means, oh, right, but that's in hindsight, yeah. Sorry, sorry. that's in hindsight, it's, yeah. I've said, that. But I've he's said that in hindsight, to be fair. I think what he did, I'm looking at it objectively from the beginning of the game, not whether he did it. Not what he did afterwards, or how I'm looking at it after. I'm looking at it thinking, okay, before the game, did he make the right decision to play the team the way he did? I think he did the right thing. Now... Okay, I agree with you on that. But I've purely looked at it from the hindsight perspective. I agree he lined up perfectly, assuming that the formation that Arsenal employ is similar to what Spurs would do, and it would work out the same. But Arsenal obviously looked at the Spurs game and were like, look space him on the width. And they made these two hug the touchline. I mean, the wing-backs being pushed back. Emerson was out of his depth, obviously dragged off. There was also a difference in the sitting players, because obviously they had Torreira and Guendouzi for Arsenal. Tottenham had Dyer, which is a lot less mobile in, ter- in terms of, mo- obviously, movement. So Torreira and Guendouzi were obviously to get more about the pitch. So obviously in midfield, we struggled a bit more than against Tottenham. Who I, okay, I get, the
2: reason why me and Meade was asking about hindsight is because it's difficult for us to sit down to criticise Lampard for something that he didn't know was coming. Now, there, 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 there is true. a bit of it, there is a bit of it, and my criticism of Lampard is the fact that I feel like Lampard needs to understand he's not just a new manager, but he's also new to the top level, and he's also new to this Chelsea team, right? And yeah. so I feel like what Mees was saying earlier in terms of once he played that 3-4-3 and it went so well against Spurs, yeah. what means is that the next game, no matter what formation he plays, because it was Southampton, don't forget, so he, he played that 3-4-3 against Southampton and we lost and everyone was like saying, why did you play the 3-4-3 against Southampton? But at the same time, if he switched... Admit that was let, me fin- let me finish. If he right. switched the formation to 4-3-3 and we lost against Southampton, everyone would have said, well, why don't you just stick to the 3-4-3? So my whole thing with Lampard is he's kind of doing it a very difficult way because, like, the Arsenal game, for instance, um, when we switched from the 3-4-3 to the 4-3-3, what Arsenal tried was, they tried to put Ozil on Jorginho in the 4-3-3 because, obviously, Jorginho came on and we gained control. So they thought, okay, if we put Ozil on Jorginho, because if you remember last season under Sari, a lot of people put an attacking midfielder on Jorginho and it didn't work. But the the reason why it didn't kind of work... um, Destabling Jorginho is because last season we had the 4 3 3 all throughout last season. So last season, Sari sent that formation out. People asked that formation questions, and then he didn't change the formation, but he worked on that formation so that actually we were more robust. And even when people put um, someone on Jorginho, we could still overcome it. Now, Lampard in the Arsenal game, that kind of helped us. That that work Sari done helped us. But what I'm saying is, with Lampard, the fact that he changes formation so many times, when we lose, it's like, okay. Is it because it's the 4 or is it because it's the four-two-three-one, Or we can't even take it back, work on it, and then send it back out there. So w- what I'm saying is l- the reason why I hate Lampard being this, oh, I'm going to play this formation for this game and this formation. Do you know what actually I hate? Lampard doesn't even seem to kind of pick the formation specific to the opponent. He just picks what, it. Yeah. He just picks it, whatever works last. So because it works against Spurs, I'm going to try it against Arsenal. So like when we started this um, season, we started with a four-two-three-one that was working, and then it stopped working. Now I'm going to try it was the four-three-three. 3. United, huh?
1: It was all four against United.
2: But that's what I'm saying. So like he'll try a formation and then it'll stop working. It's like okay, now this new formation comes out. And what I'm saying is what we're missing is when we're not learning, so we're not becoming more robust because you're just quickly changing formation all the time. Whereas if someone kind of asks us a question with one formation and we go back and work on it, we can send that formation back out and now it's more robust. But I feel like that's why it's difficult. Like, if you look at our form, yeah. we've, we've literally been losing, winning, losing, winning, losing, winning. Now, in the future that might help because after after like a couple of seasons, if he's still here, we would have played so many different formations, we would be so good at four or five different formations. But at this point, we're not good at we're not great at any formation. When we're in the 4 3 3, we can't create enough chances. When we're in a four-two-three-one, we get transitioned on, etc., etc.
1: No, I'm gonna disagree. Do you think the 4-3-3 is more okay, wait, wait, let me hear. Me, let me hear what means is saying. I'm gonna disagree because on the four-three-three, we create way more chances than anyone else. No, no,
2: no. no I'm, that, that was just an example. That was I oh, okay. At, yeah, because
1: because I was gonna say because when we played four-three-three, I'm almost certain, and don't quote me on this, but I'm fairly certain that. For a period during the season, we created the most chances in the league. I think it was us and Liverpool. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. What yeah. I do remember is our conversion was relatively poor and um, successful crosses were down. So, there were points where Aspi weren't hitting the man. Um, it's not, supposed so.
2: so, generally, yeah. generally we did well. We, we did, we did we well in the transcription. And I think so. I said that just as an example. I didn't really mean that, but what I think is with the four-three-three, three, because we hold possession higher. When you're playing four-two-three-one, you've got two defensive midfielders. Both of your central yeah. midfielders are you're, you're passing it deep. When you're passing the ball higher, it's quicker to get the ball to the attacker. When you're keeping the ball higher, and I feel like you're right in that like blue period of our. Even though like Cante um, was injured, Mount was would be playing in a left central midfield so we, yeah we were better with the 4-3 my thing is Lampard's so committed to being this guy that changes formations all the time that actually we're not really learning um, how to just become a like when, when you look at either Leicester or, or they're, they're playing the same formation and getting better at that formation I don't feel like Chelsea are getting better at that formation but Leicester are being found out in big games that's okay man don't forget Le- Leicester aren't Chelsea they don't have the best teams like, I, I, like at the beginning of the season I preferred it when we weren't doing well in the big games, but we were still beating everyone we needed to beat. Now, we've got a number of games coming up. We've got big games and small games. And at this point, I don't know what game we're going to win and what game we're going to lose. Because exactly. there's, there's no I consistency. Think we're, Okay,
1: I'm just going to st- Lester for a bit, yeah. The idea is they are currently rivaling Liverpool. as Not even rivaling. They're just the second in command in the league right now. Second yeah. and third se. i I'm saying that, did they need to lose 4-0 at home to Liverpool?
2: Uh, don't forget, this is the Chelsea podcast.
1: I know, but I'm yeah. just saying that in comparison in terms of
2: formation, right? Yeah. Did but, they have to lose 4 But don't 4-0? forget, but they, what I'm saying is, at, at this point, who do you feel like is a more stable team? If you're betting on someone to win... Lester. Yeah, for sure,
1: Leicester. Right. I'm saying that they could amplify what they're doing by changing... Brendan Rodgers has stuck to his style and I commend him for it. But I'm just saying he didn't need to go out like that. He could have be more robust and maybe draw on that.
2: Yeah, but you don't necessarily have to do that by switching formation. And don't forget, say, you, and if, you,
1: if you if you believe in your principles as well, yeah, Brendan Rodgers ain't going to go into that game thinking that he's going to lose again. Right. He's going into that game with a four three three, believing that his methods, his style, can do enough to win the game. Liverpool were just far superior. And, and so what that happens if that's something he yeah, knew exactly. though? But no, but, no, no, but, no, 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 no. I disagree. You can't say he knew he's not going to set out his team to lose. Exactly. No manager does that apart from Jose when he's angry. <laughs> like, most managers put out the best formation for them to win. Like, As much as people say Frank is inexperienced, he won't do the same thing. He's going to put out his team in the best way he believes to win. Like, his, as much as I disagree with his ideals of playing forty three 3 one and Mount, being the only advanced midfielder, it's his ideal. He believes that's the best way for him to win that specific game. I don't agree, but it's his. It's the same way with Brendan. Brendan may not have to change, but he believes that that team's good enough to get a result.
2: And what I will say is that at least with Brendan Rodgers, what he can do is he can say, OK, cool. Um, we got we got spanked 4-0. And then he can go and look over this game and kind of see like the weaker areas of formation. And then we go again for next time. why I feel yeah. like in the long term, that makes that formation cool. and that team more robust. I feel like with Lampard, just kind of doing that for each game, it's like trying to win the battle rather than the war. And I don't know which way is best, but I feel like as a new manager, so many different things changing. I feel like sometimes we need to find something that, to keep it stable. I feel like that's a genuine, a genuine kind of thing, a general thing across. So like, I don't feel like we we have stability in any in terms of the personnel. I don't think we've got stability in terms of formation. I just feel like. Right now, everything is just so kind of chaotic. It's limbo. Yeah, I feel like that. But um,
1: no, I, I, My thing with the 4 3 3, though, is honestly, when we get the wingers in place, when Cho starts firing and Williams replaced and Reese James comes in and we need a new left back, I think when yeah. those key areas are addressed, we're going to look really good.
0: Uh, no, I agree. Um, Just like Lampard as means well. No, I agree to a degree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, just on Lampard as well, like, real quick. Um, obviously, like, I, I, if, to me, it feels like he's just not happy with, like, the personnel that he's got in the squad. So that's why he keeps chopping and changing things all the time. And obviously, he's not like Brendan Rodgers, who's had, like, 10, 20 years of experience in management. Um, he's literally just in the second year of management. So, yes, he's still trying to find, like, the best method that suits him, in might be. And that's why we're seeing all of these changes all the time. Um, so this is why I said personally I said this season for me for Lampard probably he's just going to experiment lots and
2: lots and lots. I, um, get, I get that, but this is a, a massive club, and I know like don't forget if this was sorry or if this was a foreign manager, the press will be on them at this point because we've lost a lot of games. But we've it's lost, Frank Lampard, not Exactly, we've Dude, lost just, like fuck, seven games not, That's why they employed
0: him for this. Long- exactly, exactly. That's literally why they employed him.
1: But do you also not think that? The press and the fans are onto it. But I think, OK, again, to the degree that they let me not get ahead of myself. Again, there are still factions within the Chelsea fan base. So, again, I think the the hardcore, you know, Chelsea, proper Chelsea, I'd say. I want to separate them into the proper Chelsea. And you've got the, the, you got the sorry fan fanboys. And you've got the regular, normal Chelsea fans like me. I probably sound a normal Chelsea. Fan. <laughs> uh, so the sorry boys, God, it's, it's so strange, though, how you support a club, a manager comes in, and it was like, remember Carlo Ancelotti? They had the, they the Carlo Ancelotti boys. Mm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Where uh, they had a hell of Carlo fans and they had that, Carlo Abbey's and all that stuff before, yeah, after he left. I remember, it was weird. Um, but it's That's like that. Now Lampard's coming, yeah. Basically, Lampard, they don't rate him at all. So anything he does, they're going to criticise. Um, so, so I think Lampard, people need to recognise quite quickly that, look, He is an inexperienced manager. He will make inexperienced mistakes. It's natural. He is genuinely learning on the job. So for me, I don't really care because he's doing everything I want him to do. Not necessarily in terms of um, playing certain players, but I think he is creating a culture, cultivating a culture where Mm. you've got a clear and concise pathway for the young players that are good enough to play. I think that is... Vital, and that's what I've wanted for three to four years. So I really don't really mind about all of this hoo-ha, the tactical stuff that he's fading at, um, whether he's chopping and changing formation. I don't really mind because certain players are playing through criticism, certain players are playing through um, like just different levels of stress. In so in it's going to help them. It's going to help, help them. It's going to help them in the long term anyway, and these are young <laughs> players especially. So I don't mind. I don't I really don't care.
2: All right, fair <laughs> enough. All right, transfers, obviously, it's January. Um, we're linked with Dembele, which I think is... That's a nail in the coffin.
1: Have you seen the statements? Yeah, that's not
0: happening. Leon, Leon. <laughs> Leon. On, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let me hold you there, because they said the same about Dombele, they said the same about um, Fernand Mendy as well. Yeah, no. Three these, weeks later.
1: Here's the difference, though. That's in the summer. Those transfers happen in the summer.
0: Yeah. yeah, They said Don't yeah. This shoot.
1: Shoot. And I remember, and I remember those deals were being talked about mid-season. So those deals were being talked about time ago. So the Spurs and yeah. Ebelle, United, those conversations were being had round Feb, April, well Feb, March, April. And then they're like, Nah, 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 nah. And then through the summer, obviously players may push, blah, blah, blah. But mid-season, especially while Dembele is injured, it's not happening. It's not happening. I don't see it happening. So um, I just genuinely think they want more money to be honest. Uh maybe for the summer. Well, and they said it. Their statement was until the summer. So i I believe that that's that's the case. Would any you of happen.
2: you want him Dembele? I mean Dembele.
1: I would, because I think he's a fresh toy in comparison to Michi, who's been there, done it. Um he's just I guess to a degree, he's not got as he's not he's not got any stock. Like, no one, no one actually, A, trusts him to play, and B, when he does come on, people don't think he's good enough. And I think, again, when you start a player, they're not going to be themselves naturally. Um, okay, you're talking about backstage. He so I just think, I think just, yeah, it's almost like getting in another Mitchy, And, you know, I don't think he's going to be as potent as Mitchie is off the bench and when he gets recycled in, but... He's a new player. People get what they wish for, innit? Anybody, so, else?
2: Anybody else want I him? I,
1: I don't want him. I don't want Why him. Why not? Why not? He doesn't have the effect on the team that we need. What? We need someone to challenge Tammy. We are literally recycling the same calibre of talent if we get... Yeah, him. that's the point. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. That's but it's like, we say fresh We say fresh face here, yeah. but like, we can't be buying these kind of brothers. I, look, me, I don't care. Like, I, I've said it. I, look, from time, Mitchie ain't getting any respect here. I want them to get the person that they want, which is the end of Adem They want to put it like him, but they think he's better than Mitchie. Fine, get him in. He'll tank, whatever. I- Squad player, fine. He's, he's because- not better than Mitchie. What Mitchie's gonna, like, what he does of the like, it's I just know, he is. But it's what they want. They want a new face, so it's cool. Let them have that. <coughs> I, like, I, genuinely, I, that's my attitude towards it now. For the so I think you- Mitchie. He's been disrespected enough. Yeah. He should just leave. Yeah. Do he, should, leave. he should Time ago. He should be. So,
2: do any of you want, like, Marvin, do you do you want Dembele? And, or do you rate? Like, I, I guess my question is because a lot of you are saying, yeah, get new faces I think he's a good player. Um, yeah, he's
1: he's yeah. a lot of things that I think that he's um, he's good at. He used to be quite quick. He used to be a good finisher. Um, Where's well, he looks pissed. Yeah, well, he looks big now. Yeah, to he, me, he looks, uh, he looks, looks like a he's got on
2: muscle. Yeah.
1: Before... He looks a lot bigger than before. Um, I don't like that. Uh, even Mitchy, where he's put on a bit of size, I don't, I don't like it. I like these. I like the Mitchy. Oh, yeah. I like that. But um, what else is there? Yeah, I think he's he's a good player. I wouldn't say he's amazing. Do you think? Um, he's,
2: do do you feel like he's the same level as Tammy or better? Or do you say that? No, you think there's a gap. No,
1: he's on a same I, he's I level. I think, but I think there's more scope for growth in Tammy. I think there's as much as I've, as as much as I criticize Tammy. I think there's a lot of parts of the game that he's he's picking up, and he's improving on as the season goes on. So like his hold up play, for the That's last game, so for me for the last three games his hold up play has been sensational. But I like, think last couple three games, a bit, e- even um, against Southampton, I thought it was decent. Yeah, yeah but, like, but then I why can against
2: Arsenal? Why can't Moussete and improve? They're both roughly the same age. By the way, no, Dembélé is 24. Yeah, Dembélé is twenty three. Tammy's twenty two.
1: Tammy's twenty
2: two. Yeah, so that's Tammy what I'm saying.
1: No, They're roughly Tammy's the same age. No, Tammy just turned twenty two. Yeah, Dembélé is turning twenty. They're like a two year age gap. What I see with um, in terms, but it's just more in terms of the rawness. I don't think that um Dembélé is as raw. I think when I when I look at Dembélé, I think okay, this is pretty much him, basically. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think Gambele's done Like He's finished Like In terms of his progression, remember when we were talking about Lukaku all those years ago? Mm. And then I was saying that Lukaku, Lukaku technically could possibly improve. Not necessarily to be a fantastic player technically, yeah. but be a decent level. Yeah. But you were adamant and said, no, this is him. 100%. You see what I'm trying to
2: say. So that's why. But I'm I'm asking you why. I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm I'm asking you why Tammy can improve and why Dembele can't. (laughs) Because I feel
1: like the progression
2: that Tammy has made in just these four or five months,
1: yeah, coupled with the rawness, I think he's still raw. So he can polish up on certain things. It's not even the technical side. I think just the ability to know when to run Hmm. when it comes to creating space for others. I believe. Um, just timing of certain things um, The delicate side of the game I think he can, he can pick up And I think yeah. he is picking up So whereas I look at Dembele and I think Okay I know what I'm going to get with Dembele What are
2: you going to get with Dembele? Um, a
1: decent finish right? A decent finish a decent finish. Relatively quick Plays on the shoulder um, Good technical He
2: can dribble Got good technical skills mm. And that's it but the- That's it so like anything else for it. So for me, for me, I've seen obviously both of them in the championship. Um Dembele for Fulham, Tammy, both of them were teenagers at the time. Dembele was a class, like if you're comparing the performances um, as teenagers, I know obviously Tammy was there last season as well. Um Dembele was a class above. I feel like Dembele as a striker, even though I think what's good about Tammy is Tammy's quickness to get the shot off when the ball comes in the box. I think that's amazing. But I feel... And I feel like, generally, he's quite good on the ball. Um, I think he doesn't get enough credit for how good he is on the ball. Not that he's amazing, but I feel like people expect him to be a scrub. I don't think he's a scrub. But I feel like Dembele, technically, is completely better. I think that in terms of finishing left foot and right foot, Dembele... Like, Tammy's got a great right foot in terms of striking. I think Dembele can kind of chop and then he can do it on left foot, right foot. The only thing is, I feel like Tammy he's still like, even though he's 22 and he's a man now, like he's still kind of wiry and he still runs about. I feel like Dembele just looks like, I don't know, do you know that when Anelka lost his kind of fire? He's just, yeah, static, he, barely moves. Yeah, so that's, so that's aggressive. That, yeah, but I feel like, in terms of talent, I feel like Dembele's a lot better, but I feel like Tammy's the hungry one. Tammy's mad right. hungry. And when he's hungry, he's got the hunger
1: to improve as well. So that's why I'm saying, okay, I look at Tammy thinking, yeah, I know that's it. Whereas yeah. I look at, um, then barely thinking. Okay, this is your final formation. This is you. Yeah, you know I'm trying yeah, to say.
2: Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Um. So obviously, Zaha. Um. The the links is that Batshuayi perhaps might be going to um, Crystal Palace. for yeah. Didn't Lampard call that off? And no. So Lampard... No, he didn't. So, like in the press conference, actually, what was said is they asked him about a swap between um, Giroud and Zaha and then oh, okay. Lampard said no I've never even heard of that type of link before but where it came out in the quotes is but I think the camp at Chelsea that don't want Zaha they came up and they kind of remixed the quote saying that Lampard rules out Zaha where he just said that look what's not going to happen is a Zaha and Giroud swap All right. Uh, okay. but yeah
1: what so, is it Giroud plus money no
2: that no that, no that was the link no that uh, was the link and Lampard has said that's not happening ok cool but what, it, what is still linked is Batshuayi to Crystal Palace and then Zaha to um, Chelsea. So what are your thoughts on Zaha to Chelsea? I know we've kind of covered it before, but just getting a fresh update.
1: Um, Everyone knows how I feel about Zaha.
2: I don't have to. Well, no, no. You've got to say it because people don't know you like that loud, bro.
1: <laughs> I mean, I said it before. OK, I'll say it again. Yeah. Zaha is 27. I do not believe he's going to offer us a lot
2: okay.
1: in terms of productivity. I do, I've never respected his end product. Yeah. And I still don't.
2: OK, cool. Thomas? He's a
1: good talent and that's all I've got to say
0: about him. Thomas? Yeah, Zaha is... He's a weird one because, like, do you think... Like, when he joins a team like Chelsea, like a top-six team, let's say, will his level go up? That's the question for me. I don't know. So, I, I genuinely don't know whether, like, Zaha would be a good signing because of this. Like, because he does need to go up that level. Because as as he is right now, yeah, sure, he's a really good player, but can he be that talisman for a top six? So you, so you're,
2: you're you're unsure. You're not writing him off, but at this point, you're just you're too you're undecided. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Uh, Meade, um what So, what I think a
1: lot of people are failing to understand and recognise is that look, if you buy too many young players, it could be an issue in and amongst itself because you're going to have too many young players, similar ages, similar levels, firing for the same spot. I think Zaha, as a player, he will come to Chelsea hungrier, um, simply because he had his opportunity at United, which was kind of stripped away from him under Moyes. Um, So if he gets back to this level, and playing in Champions League, he'll have a different level of fire um, and hunger, desire as well. So couple that with his quality, but I do think he's quality, Mm. and I think he's one of the most talented individualistic players that the league has
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so he can impact a game um, when he's on it so I think it would make sense to have him yeah. personally um, but then again I try and isolate how I feel about the outlay and whether it's my money or not because mm-hmm. it's not my money I'm not going to be like oh because it's not my money I'm not going to say oh we shouldn't spend it but at the same time One of my biggest problems with Chelsea is their um, transfer budgeting and their spending and poor utilisation of resources. So Chelsea spending £100 or however much it will cost to get Zaha, um, for me, would be relatively inefficient. So if you're going to chuck in a player like Giroud or Michi, it would make a lot more sense and I'd feel a lot more comfortable with it. However, I wouldn't get rid of a striker for Zaha unless we got a replacement. It wouldn't make sense for me. Okay, so if we can't. Well, let's saw her provided goals as well. No, but he doesn't. So I'm about like a striker. No, 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 but even still, I would not get rid of a striker for a winger. It's just not happening. Like a goal-scoring winger, though? If he was a goal-scoring winger? No, because I still believe in it. you need a striker. I, I don't... I still need goals. I yeah, I still need goals. And I still don't believe Tammy right now is a... I would not even say long term. I don't know. I still think you could get better quality than Tammy. However, until you do, you stick with him. Yeah,
2: and a lot, a lot lot of people are saying actually we shouldn't try to buy better quality than Tammy. That's
1: stupid. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I hate that. So
2: so there is, there is a a school of thought that are saying actually Tammy's our guy now. um, So what we should be looking for is someone not quite his quality or maybe on the same on on par. That's what the Dembele. That's why. That's and, crazy. And, and that's what's up. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: They want them better, so I said, "All right, fine, you have him." But yeah. when that full spat in his face and Tammy's goal-scoring drives I don't. I'm not going to say it dries up. I hope it doesn't because I want him to do well. But if it goes through a period where he's not scoring goals, we we're looking at elsewhere. You know, Hazard was able to pull us out of the bag before, but who, who's going to do it this year, this time? Yeah. Oh, I want like remember
0: um, when when Didier was still like at the club and we bought Shevchenko. Yeah, BDA upped his level straight away? Mm. That's what some. That's what Tammy could arguably need to like, you know, really be that bonnet, like, top top side. Yeah, you're
1: ruthless, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, you need you need to get better players. Sorry, I'm yeah, sorry. We just, need sure. we just need a better squad. How really What Pep is doing out there, man? Signing. Ah, oh, you're saying
2: ah. Oh. Alright, so so who are the better players we need to be getting? For me, Chelsea should
1: be signing Timo Werner. Timo B. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but the, he's versatile
0: man, he's versatile as well. Like you can play left, right.
1: Uh, ha, how the do you guys was, know? The thing with Timo Werner, and um, the reason why I think we need a Timo Werner, sure, it's because it's quite simple. One, he's versatile. Two, he scores goals. Three, he's not too much of a superior upgrade to Tammy yeah, to the exactly. point where he can't aspi- Where Tammy can't aspire to be on that level. And three, I think. Because he's versatile, you can get another attacker that scores goals in the team as Tammy. Same team as Tammy. For me, that is perfect. That is perfect. I, I think that is a much more sensible transfer, and I think he costs fifty million pounds. That's a that's just no-brainer in, in January because. Well, I mean, it's not. Look, I don't. I, I've already. It doesn't even need to be in January. I've like, set my position on this season anyway. I've set my position on what we achieve this season. I really don't care. You don't care. Gen- yeah. I don't care where we finish. I don't care where we get Chambers. Not really fuss. I think that what Chelsea should be doing is putting transfers in place for the Start summer. next season. Yes. That is what we should be doing. And, so and if, getting our style of play right as well. If you want to do a Timo You and he doesn't want to leave now, fine. Buy him, get the transfer done for the summer. So if you don't want if you can't get Sancho now, get it done for the summer. Fine. That's what makes sense to me. That's what you call transfer planning. Because yeah, absolutely. are Chelsea absolutely desperate for certain players at the moment? No. I don't think so. Because there are teams around us that are terrible. United and I look won. at Man City, I look at Man United, I look at um, Spurs, terrible. But well, we need to Ter- se- we need to separate
2: so desperate? No. We need would, to it be, would it be nice for us to have additions? Yes. We need to separate ourselves from the pack because yeah, right now we're above, but we're still in touch and distance. So it could be like this. Obviously, we've had relegation form at this point, and it's just our good form from before and their poor form that's keeping well, us above it. But we it we are with... the best losers right now. That's what's yeah. happening. Right.
1: right so... so in terms of in, okay, right. So in terms of threats, I look at Spurs and Jose is already doing his three-year combustion. Yeah, shout out, out to, to Jose Mourinho, man. My pick guy. up Jose, yeah? Not worried, Ooh. Jose. In terms of United, again, it's a similar thing. I look at United as they're stumbling across over wins. They're, again, not very good in terms of progressing play. In terms of creating chances, they're not very good. Yes, they had that blitz against Newcastle, but that's what happens when your best players are in top form. They are inconsistent. And whilst they're inconsistent, they don't have a, a, a great midfield to build and sustain attacks, they're going to come unstuck way more times than we will. So I'd back us to with our current squad to get... Over the line or finish above them, just because of that. Now, in terms of us, I think we have enough as we are to to get fourth.
2: We have enough, but do you feel like you will back us to get fourth? As in, like, yeah, we 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 definitely have enough to do it. But do you feel like you're confident with no signings?
1: I'd be confident if Hudson was fit. Now and and Loftus cheek and Loftus, but now. I'm looking at it and thinking, okay, Hudson probably take another month or so to be near his best. If that's the case, then yeah, I so still back us. If by the end of January, I think Hudson is still showing similar levels of performances or improved or similar strides in his performances, I'd still back us. I'd back us for sure for me to get forth Do you over the echo other guys. you that days.
2: statement, Marvin Thomas? About the, where we finish. Yeah, so like, if we make no signings, you feel like this uh, squad is good enough to secure the fourth spot. Let's don't for- let's yeah. not forget other teams can make signings too.
1: That's it, exactly what I was just about to say. Like, yeah. If, yeah. if we don't like say United, because I heard their link with this Fernandez brother or some whatever. That's if they okay. make strength if they strengthen areas where they are weak, so say like a Pogba comes back into the United midfield and he's consistent,
2: Same. and
1: you know it start popping teams again in midfield. Or chance creation goes up Bro. All of that is Because of The manager It's nothing to do The players yeah Are a small fragment Of Well not a, f- a small fragment They may not do it The service The players are For me They are the ones that Will increase and improve The production of your ideals right Yeah For me Only you have any ideals the idea and the style of play, what you want from a team, not good. If you look at Arsenal, yeah, under Arteta, you can see already that they have an idea of what they want to do, what they're trying to do. Whether they execute it or not is different. They're, they're put, the, the quality of their execution is down to the quality of the players. OK, let me ask you a question. Manchester, well, Manchester United have, one, poor executing players, but also they have no plan. That is a a recipe for disaster. So you could put in another player that's good quality, maybe good quality, but again, they're only going to win a certain level of games just based on quality. But in this league, you need way more than that. You need a plan, you need a structure, you need an idea. Who's the threat to fourth right now? The biggest threat is United. The biggest threat is United, and that's just on quality for me. Arsenal, what about like someone like, like Wolves? Mean, Arsenal maybe because yeah. yeah, Arsenal maybe only because nine points. There's a nine point gap between us now. That's still doable. I think Arsenal could still potentially get four. And they're playing us again on the twenty first. Yeah, very soon. yes, what about someone like Wolves?
0: Like you know, like not your traditional top six.
1: You know? I would not say Wolves. Nah. I like them. And you got Europa as well. Uh, yeah, I would. I think eventually Europa will start to take hold and they'll wanna win that. How many games they played like fifteen or something more than the rest of them? They'll wanna win yeah, that. Yeah, that's what we went through last season, isn't it? Yeah. But you can't compare Wolf squad to Chelsea squad in terms of No, 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 saying Yeah. So no. Um so yeah, that's my that's my stance. The threat to Fourth is definitely more united than Spurs um and Arsenal, but still it's I think, so I think we're gonna get it. It take up like even the form we've been on to still be in there is, it's criminal on the league in itself. It really
0: is. That uh, yeah. no,
1: even still in it, but I think it's going to pick up again. It's just about getting things together and sorted. But All right. All right. yeah, I don't think I don't think we're worse than any of the others. That, that's the, that's the thing is about getting into the top four. It's not even about who's best. It's about who's losing the least. That's what's
2: happening. But we're losing like, no, we're losing the most right now. With, sorry. With, we're losing the no, most No
1: I'm saying I'm saying whoever gets in is gonna be on that premise, that basis. And what about we, losing, we, may losing. And losing. we may be losing, we may be losing the most, but at the same time, people we're winning as well in between the yeah, losses. Yeah, what I'm saying we're winning I'm, between the losses, whereas others are losing losing the... and drawing. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh,
2: uh, <laughs> that's mad. Yeah. Okay, cool. So like
1: this is what I'm saying, losing the least and
2: I just think we'll get it on, on that premise. Fair enough. Well currently our form is I feel like I'll check the form table, but currently our form is one of the worst. So we've got to get out of this slump. Um, yeah. of just winning then losing and winning then losing. But our next six Prem games, Burnley, Newcastle, Arsenal, Leicester, Man United and Spurs. Now, a lot of them are home. Burnley's at home, Arsenal's at home, oh. Man United's at home, Spurs at home.
1: Burnley is... buying us after those six games.
2: Right. So, my whole thing is, what are your thoughts for the game? Are you... Like, those games, those upcoming games? Because...
1: I'm scared of Burnley. Burnley is I'm going to fucking I'm, disgusting. I'm so... Uh, we're going to be fucking disgusting. We're gonna, I can see us losing yeah. I, I 1 0. Yeah, yeah, sure. At home. Yeah. We're doing shit at home.
0: No, we'd be losing at home anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're better away, would
2: you Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So, I can
2: see us losing. So, okay, but you, we were just talking about form and you're like, raw, you feel like you'll back us to get top four, but what games are you hopeful for? So we've got Burnley at home, Newcastle away, Arsenal at home. Leicester away, United at home, Spurs at home. I think...
1: I, I don't know why I believe this. I believe we're going to go on a run
2: against the good teams.
1: I don't know why, but I have an inkling. Like, I feel we're going to beat Newcastle. We might draw against Burnley. But then four big... Is it three or four big games? It's four. If be, Arsenal,
2: Leicester, United, Spurs.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to... It's going to be two and two. So,
2: I'm going to... Two, gonna, I'm or gonna, two I'm, one or
1: something like that. I'm going to make... I'm going to make predictions for these games, right? So... Northern Forest, I think our, our young boys are going to play well, win that game. Um, Burnley, Burnley are like dropping like fires now, so I think they're going to be fighting for their lives. What happens when they're fighting for their lives? They come, sit back, and they'll be on us to break them down. We're uh, <laughs> poor against counter-attacking teams. We're poor against those kind of sides, but Burnley don't even counter-attack. They just sit, lump, lump it. So Burnley on set pieces. They're very good at set pieces. I think Burnley, that'll be a draw. I think Newcastle away will be good because away from home and Newcastle fans are expectant of their team to play regardless of who comes. I think Arsenal at the bridge, I think we'll win that game. I think Leicester away will play the 3-4-3 and look decent and I think we might beat them. Um, so after the kickoff. we like that. Um, early morning kickoff. we like those games. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea, uh-huh. Chelsea versus United, I think that's going to be a, a sticky game. Um, it'll be quite scrappy. But if we play Kante, Kovacic and uh, Jorginho, we'll win that game. Chelsea versus Spurs, I don't see us losing. Again, that's an afternoon kickoff, early afternoon kickoff, And I think we'll win that game as well. And so know? I'm predicting in the league, we, out of our next six, we win four. And
2: yeah, win four, draw one, lose one. Fair enough, that's very optimistic. My G. I, f- I feel like that too. But you know what? I just <laughs> noticed I noticed that obviously we have like these six big games and we've got Burley and Newcastle before Arsenal, Leicester, Man United, and Spurs. So it might be the fact that Lampard might want to make signings before the Arsenal game, yeah. Um, just to get but how reinforcement. In. Do they integrate? I don't know, but having them on hand, you just never know at this point. Every, after every single game Lampard's saying we missed this we missed that I feel like we need yeah. a bit of cutting edge so I feel like if he can try to get him in before these games because these are the type of games that can make and break these are all of the teams that are around us so... I do
1: appreciate that he's there saying that though. I appreciate it because yeah. it, make, it makes me trust that he's not an idiot yeah, yeah. I, the fact that he's not saying oh I'm happy with this no I'm, I'm happy with the fact that he's acknowledging that look we are sure it. But when do... it comes to creating chances when it comes to scoring goals we are sure uh, Sniper managers won't say that. So I'm, I'm happy. am in, in press conferences after yeah.
2: Ole. So but so do, do you know what I don't like though? I feel like Lam- it's already kind of showing that he's a novice because I feel like with other managers in this in this predicament they kind of feel like they know how to solve it. But I feel like game after no. game it feels like Lampard's searching for answers.
1: No, um, for me I don't think he's I I genuinely believe that he's recognised that look this squad <laughs> They've hit not necessarily they hit their limit, but in their this current formation, this current moment in time, they need something else. Yeah. We need more, man. Yeah,
2: yeah. I need something I hear you. else.
1: I hate. And I, don't believe, I don't believe there's that something else
2: is within the squad. I hear you, But uh, what uh, then uh, happens? Like fit and able. But then what? Sorry? What then happens if we buy players? Because yeah. don't forget we had Hazard, right? So yeah. and and we still kind of lack creativity. So he buys a player. And we still have this issue. So my whole thing is, yeah, we can bring in players to improve ourselves, but I feel like there should be some answers the coach provides.
1: Nah, so, okay, yeah. Yes or no? If, for example, your team is getting into promising positions and certain players are not putting in quality passes, making quality decisions in, in quality areas, that is on the players. I hear you i at Lampard's teams and maybe not in the 4 3 3 1 in those games I, I struggled to see where the goals are coming from. But in most of the games where we play four three, I'm looking at chances and I'm thinking, yeah, all right, if we had a better player here, we'd have a certain different out we have a different outcome. You get what I'm trying to say? So I think in those in those instances, fine. However, if the chance creation is poor, regardless of who we bring in
2: and they're playing, then the manager needs to get questioned. Ultimately, and got, and and what uh, I'll say as well is that Lampard loves the four two three one. So if that's if you feel like four three, then
1: then that's the 4 he does but
2: Yeah, yeah, for real. Okay, cool. Also, uh, the thing last year. Okay, go on. No, go on, Marvin. The
1: thing um, last year about Hazard, and this is a slight issue I had with sorry ball, was that it was great in build up, but in the final third, the plan was Hazard or bust. Facts which yeah. I did not like at all. So there wasn't any intricate plan for how to then, develop play so, in the final third.
2: So Marvin, what I'm saying is, if Lampard's yeah. idea is we need a difference maker, i.e. a Hazard, my whole thing yeah. is, he's looking for a player to be the solution. Where I feel like last um, year we had a player like that, but we still needed coaching solutions. That's is, what I'm saying
1: though, but right. those have
2: to work in tandem. So yeah.
1: sorry, nearly got it with the player he had. And the system he had, but in that area he lacked because I feel there was too much reliance on like I've got the ball to this area, you're or whatever kind of player you should remember he was even flinging quotes out there you should be hitting this kind of goal target and Hazard was like I'm not even that kind of guy, bro. Like yeah, so, so <laughs> I say, like, he just that, came bro. out and
0: said it like so. You, saw feel that, like, you see, um, Rob Green he had like uh he had an interview with the Atl Atlanta- uh, uh, I think. Um, he said. That hazard used to ignore Sari's instructions.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we we we've been new, man, we've been new. But I'm saying my thing is this time round, Lampard wants the personnel, he whatever system he wants, the four, two, three, one, if that's his whatever, get that in, but make sure you have enough creativity in the in the final third to make sure it's not dependent on one player. That's all that needs to happen in that decision.
2: Yeah. Alright, cool. Well, let's wrap up here because we've been going for one and a half hours. Thank you for coming on the pod, guys. Um, like I said, use the hashtag and frapper. We'll see you next week. Alright, that's what fellas. Doing
1: the most. Truth say that money is power, so when you get money, keep fighting. Ghosts. Ghosts. I remember when I shot my shop, but I didn't have The outcome of an opioid emergency may depend on a quick response. Accidental overdose can happen anytime, even if the opioid pain medicine is prescribed. Due to COVID-19, emergency services could be slower to arrive. Get prepared. Get Naloxone, a potentially life-saving reversal agent with no prescription directly from your pharmacy. Having Naloxone available allows you to respond first, not a substitute for emergency medical care. Learn more at opioidsafetyplan.com. That's O-P-I-O-I-D safetyplan.com.